Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Vendors, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Welcome back to another episode of Habs Nightly, folks. Uh, this one's just going to be a bit more fun. It'll be a little different for y'all because y'all will be used to the news. But news just dropped fucking maybe 10 minutes before we hit record um, about a, a trade. You already know what it is. But before we get to the trade, we have a little bit more to talk about. And before we even get to that, we have to introduce Mason Dixon. What's up, G? You're really going to make me wait. Yeah, I'll put it on the back. I'll put it on the back. Oh, shit. This beer is so tart. You're being a tart. (laughs) Not letting me talk about the fucking news. But yeah. Let me tell you you why. Because if we talk about this news, we won't even cover Cole Caulfield. Because that's that's what we're going to talk about. You know, the last game, it was a fucking drilling. We're going to talk about Cole Caulfield, and then we're going to talk for fucking 20 minutes about the trade. You know it's going to happen. Let's just knock the shit out the way first. All right. Well, Cole Caulfield scored two goals against the Arizona Coyotes, and then we lost. (laughs) Come on. We got to go a little bit further into that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So Montreal played Arizona on Monday. Monday, right? Uh, or no, Tuesday. 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 Sorry, I've been on the road, drove back down from Ottawa yesterday, had a fat fucking nap, then woke up and watched the game. Seemed like the Habs were having a nap at the start of it, too. Got down pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck, dude. They were, they were drilling us. So I think they got like four goals in the first period. Yeah, and then Caulfield went Caulfield mode. I kind of wanted to kill myself because I slept until like past puck drop. So I didn't get to play him in my mm-hmm. fantasy. So he scored, he scored his, I remember he, I was saying, Oh my God, he's going to fucking score a hat trick. And he scored his first goal. 
And I was able to cheer. I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. It hurts a little bit. And then he scored that second goal and it was like getting shot in the chest. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, yes, fuck, fuck. It was, it, was, it was brutal. But no, it was it was great to see. That first goal was an absolute laser beam. But that second goal was gorgeous. Just beautiful. Was the first one the one that went top bar or was it the second one? They both went top cheese. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, the second keep... one's the one where he was deacon on the uh, high mm-hmm. turkey. Uh, the second one was the one where he was deacon on the blue line. Yeah, dude, it's funny because like maybe maybe <laughs> I'm just looking at gifts of the different ones, and I'm just like, wow, this one goal is getting a lot of volume on Twitter, <laughs> as it should. But yeah, it was no, beautiful. Uh... Habs actually had some. Habs deserve to win that game. Dodge Melka kept Arizona in it, and mm-hmm. the Habs goalies kept Pat. Actually, Primo played well. Montebo kind of kept the Habs out of it, but no, it was a it was a good game to watch. Right, and I mean, I, I don't even I don't even want to like be hard on Montebo. I think he's been really great as of late. Uh, tough game by a team that's weirdly like the number one offensive team right now. Um, I can understand being a bit unprepared for that, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I thought I thought Primo held held his own for what he could, you know. No, definitely. No. All right. Yeah. All right. So it finally <laughs> fucking happened. I've been unleashed. Ben Sherratt is gone. Oh, I initially. I got a, I got a, I got a uh, text from my buddy Rye. He mm-hmm. said Sherratt to Florida. I was like, let's fucking go. But I was, I was real nervous because Florida doesn't have their first or their second this year. Yeah. And dude, it got announced the trade was made, and apparently the trade had been made, but they didn't call the league for about an hour. So I'm sitting there for like 25 minutes, just refreshing Twitter, refreshing Twitter. Come on, come on, come on. I'm terrified. I think I'm in the back of my head. I'm like, oh, my God, what if it's one for one for Owen Tippett? I'm like, that would be fucking horrible. I know some people love Tippett. I am, you know, if you're a 23-year-old goal scorer and you haven't made it in the NHL yet, I'm pretty. There's a reason. Yeah, not, there's not a lot of Michael Buntings out there. And... <laughs> Fuck me. I'm thinking about that uh, Billy Madison thing I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm. I'm sweating, I'm sweating. And then it comes out, Eric Engels tweets out that it's for Ty Smilinak. And I'm like, oh my God, who the fuck is that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm having a heart attack. I'm I'm sweating. I'm like, oh no, did we get overhyped? Oh God, oh God. And then the whole package comes out and everything comes together. Kent Hughes is a fucking criminal mastermind (laughs) oh he is he you know he looks like a bond villain like jeff bezos and he came in and absolutely robbed bill zito that fucking return is like i don't think we could ask for a better return so the habs received a first round pick in 2023 a fourth round pick in 2022 and Ty Smilinek, and oh, he's he's just oh, oh, Corey, I'm fucking happy. I'm glad this is over, and 
I think I think we got even more than I expected we would, to be honest. Hell yeah. Uh unfortunately, uh fucking NHL trade tracker is not updated because I was trying to see if they had any uh idea of where they could possibly sit. But uh no, dude. I think this is a, a great excuse me. Hey, let's, let's take a sip of my beer. I think it's a great return. Um this kid's 20 years old, six six one, I think, six six one, somewhere around there. Uh, a bit small as far as his weight, but, you know, I said before we started recording, I was like, fuck, we don't really do too well with guys that play center or a wing. But, um, you know, like you said, Nick Suzuki is one of those guys, and he's doing pretty damn good at it. Um, now, I know, Mason, you said earlier you don't really follow um, – college hockey down here neither do i because i mean fuck i can't even get nhl uh i can't even watch nhl games there's no way in fucking hell i'm I'm gonna catch a fucking college game but uh his numbers look pretty pretty good for a young guy like this um well it's not it's not that i don't follow the college game um yeah but i mean like for you guys it's not as big like you y'all have uh juniors and shit which is a lot more fast paced, a lot more hard hitting. Yeah, I put and I put college more is more like where Cole Caulfield's dreams, you know, grow and shit like that. You know, I put definitely put more stock into um junior hockey, mm-hmm. but yeah, absolutely. He's I mean, yeah, like you say, he's cages. Uh, if you fight, you get tossed. You know, it, it's really a watered down only skills competition. You know. But I think that – I think college for goalies is massive and for offensive defensemen. But I think the juniors outweigh a lot of characteristics. Like some guys come out of college and they get fucking, you know, uh, a concussion. <laughs> you know, like they ain't really been hit in fucking years. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I'm not dismissing um... – Ty Smilinic, he's a high third round pick, 74th overall. Um, look, I think he's what I've heard, he's legit, he's he's an NHL prospect. Like he could very well play in the NHL. He's very likely to. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, what a lot of people need to understand is when you're looking at trades and trade trees, games played matter. If you get service out of a player, that's value. Mm-hmm. So if a third round pick plays for you in the NHL, that's value. Um, but what I what I think the big thing I'm saying is he let's not kid ourselves. This prospect is not <laughs> the um, major part in this deal. It's that oh, first no. pick in 2023. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just just to you know recap what we have so far. So we got a fourth for the 2022 season, and we got a first for the 2023. But this season coming up, we have two first rounds. Uh, one from one of ours, one from uh, the Flames. We got a second. We got three third rounds, uh, one from us, the Ducks, and Carolina. Our fourth rounds um, are uh, a Canadians one, a uh, Rangers one, and uh, a Lightning one. I don't know if we're, we're adding. No, no, no. So I'm, I'm guessing the fourth round we got is from one of those two teams because I see that they have updated the, the Panthers one for the following season. And then we got a fifth, a sixth, and two seventh rounders. So um, we're really heavy on the front end 
which is pretty sick. And I hope I hope we start beefing up uh, 2023 because we're sitting at uh, two in the first, one in the second, a third, a fourth, two in the fifth, and then six and seven. So well, uh, in Mark Bergevin's entire tenure in Montreal, uh, the Habs didn't trade for a single first-round pick. Uh, the only first-round pick Montreal wow. received. Yeah, the only first-round pick Montreal received was the compensation for Jesperi Kakeniemi. And Bergevin immediately traded it for Christian Dvorak. <laughs> so, what a trade! Jesus. Yes. We could have took um, literally anybody else on that team that's hot, that's hot right now. <laughs> we got Dvorak, which I, I, I wish the best for him. I hope he's doing good in recovery, but fuck, dude. I think playing under MSL will really help him. Marcy yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not going to write him off yet, to be honest. I still think it's a I don't think losing KK losing KK is annoying. You know we're, that he's. We'll talk about his whole contract situation another day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's losing that first round pick. I think that kind of hurts, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think I'm not totally done with Dvorak yet. I've heard a lot of Western, com- especially Pacific com- division teams, are interested in Dvorak right now because mm-hmm. they know what he can do. So we'll see what happens there. He's, I still think he's going to a capable NHL player. And, you know, usually I, I'm not big on saying, okay, the coach, the coach, the coach, the coach. Dominic Ducharme, I really believe, is a, an outlier because not a single player got worse after he left. Right. Everyone got better. <laughs> and I think often you get a coaching change. Some players will do better. Some players will do worse. Drouin did better under Ducharme, right? Other players did worse. And I think in this case, every player has done better under St. Louis. So it'll be interesting to see how he can play. But moving past that, um, I bring that, that up, that Mark Bergevin with the first round picks point, because in Kent Hughes's two trades this season or in his tenure, He's acquired two first-round picks, two fourths, Emil Heineman, uh, Tyler – is it Tyler Simonick? Yeah. Tyler Sim- Sm- Smilinick. Yeah. Well, and, go for it. And uh, Tyler Pitlick. Mm-hmm. So he's already acquired way more young talent, some prospects than Mark Bergerman ever has in his entire mm-hmm. career. I can't think of a notable prospect Bergevin actually traded for. Hmm. Like, I, I think you, maybe you count Drua, but he was. Yeah, okay. He's young. But, but he was not. A prospect. Yeah. Like, yeah. We never really I, grabbed I, I'm actually, like, I could be, wasn't. I could be forgetting, but do you know? Do you remember? Like, I can't think of a prospect Mark Bergevin traded for. I'm sure someone out there is, is making fun of us, but no. Screaming, yeah. Are you fucking <laughs> you fucking idiot? <laughs> I can think of prospects he traded away. I can think of countless prospects he traded away. But I really, really cannot think of a time he traded for, like, other than Suzuki. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, yeah, if you're screaming at the screen, I, I did consider Suzuki. I just mean, like, other than that, I can't yeah. think of a time when a player – it's just weird. But I love the direction the Habs are t- taking now. And I do wish Ben Sherrod all the best in Florida. But 
holy fucking crap am i excited about <laughs> about this return right no absolutely um a little you know now that he's gone i feel a little upset I'm like fuck maybe maybe i was too hard on him but uh i wish him nothing but success moving forward uh he's going to a fucking very high potential team right now um and I think this is a really – I think we're about – like, if you don't have him in fantasy, I think this is a great time to pick him up because he's been surging with this new Habs movement, and he's about to go somewhere where, you know, he's just – they're hoping he's going to fit in like a puzzle piece and continue this fucking rock moving forward. But, yeah, uh, shit. Who do you think's next? Because, I mean, what we got – what's what's the – What's the day? What's the trade deadline? Um, it's in four days. So yeah, it's about to get real fucking active. But honestly, I think he was the biggest one. He's been the one that we've all heard the rumors for, talked about the most. Um, <clears throat> I'm kind of I I think nervous um, to see who else can be uh, thrown in that mix, but at the same I time... End, I don't think it can end here, though. No, it can't. That's what I'm saying. But I think we're in the right direction because, you know, uh, they're already... You know, we, we've talked about this plenty of times, but Hughes is like, we're not... We'll listen to anything, but we will not give you, like, our fucking attention for, like, people like Arturi Lekkanen without a first overall to start. Not for a deal to start with. You know, so um, I think guys fingers crossed. I hope he stays, but um, I love that mindset. You know, I love that mindset, too. And he seems to be a real tough negotiator, which is, I think, makes sense, given his background Uh as a player agent. Um, I I think think he's going to make a lot of fucking swindles and some of them probably won't pay off. But I think like you know looking at them when we see them they're gonna be fucking nuts like this dude like you know a first well, and fourth is, and then a, just, a potent but this I is think, just the beginning you know i think bill zito and the florida panthers understand that this is an overpay i think what we're gonna see from Kent hughes is a lot of working the market right in that being way. a vulture preying mm-hmm. on teams that are in vulnerable or desperate positions florida is going all in <clears throat> Oh, fuck yeah. And Hughes can see that. He can read it and, and he's he like, what? advantage of it. I'll give you something that can push you over your nasty state's uh, rival, you know? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, but I think it's interesting your comment about you're not sure where Montreal goes from here if they really continue. I think Brett Kulak's a guy you could easily see shipped out soon. Mm-hmm. I think Jeff Petrie is probably an off-season deal given his contract, but Kulak's uh, a UFA, so it makes sense. You know, uh, he'll it be makes a UFA. sense, and there are going to be teams that are interested. The defenseman market just lost two of its biggest names. Mm-hmm. And the thing with Mon- Montreal has two more. They have Kulak, who is underrated, but analytically phenomenal. Pretty stout. Petrie, I, like I said, probably an offseason deal. But Lekkinen, too, as you've said, we've talked a lot on this podcast. We don't want him to go. I think Hughes is not – Hughes isn't shopping him. I don't think Hughes wants to trade him. 
But Hughes strikes me as a guy who, if he gets a deal, he's gone. I don't think Hughes. Yeah, I don't. I, I think I think he has an understanding of what he wants, and there's not much that would deter him if he got something like like if someone piqued his interest and it was you know he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna get sold on it. I don't see him sitting and weighing the odds. I think he knows exactly what he's looking for in something like this. And if someone fucking bites on it, like fishing, it's gone. It's not, okay, well, let me really think about this. I think he he's already has his mindset. This player, I'm looking for, you know, this, this, and this. If somebody is foolish enough that's, that's a contender to, to grab at it, it's gone. I don't think there's a lot of, okay, let me sit back and really delve into this. I think he's – a very straightforward player. When I it comes think to those. Hughes too is less emotionally invested in this team than someone who. Yeah, can, he uh, can he's a brand team. new kind of players for him. He's like, okay, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's not these aren't his guys, so there's less investment. And in terms of Lekkinen, I I look to Tyler Toffoli. I really don't believe that Ken Hughes was actively shopping Tyler Toffoli. No, based I just on think it. Spoke. I think it just kind of someone sent it. And we all know Daryl Sutter had a fucking hard on for him trying to get his golden boy back. They offered something that we were just like, hey, okay. We were going to probably ship him in two, three years anyway. All right. Uh, this, this is going to bump us a lot faster into the direction we're looking for. Well, and look how that worked out too. Yeah. It worked out pretty fucking well for Calgary. 13 points, 14 games, eight yeah, goals. Monster, dude. Tyler to Foley so far. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree. I think he definitely sets his bait. And, you know. I think we get some really look. nasty poker players as fucking front office right now. Like, Well, he like, sets his price, and he's not going to chase you down for it. But if you're going to pay, you're going to get it. He's, mm-hmm. I, the way I see it, he's like a fucking landlord. Yeah, yeah, with the college town kids. One of y'all is going to fucking pay for it, you know? Like, yeah, someone's going to pay for it. <laughs> and if, and if, you, if you're not, then uh, someone I don't will. care. Someone else will. Oh, we'll and keep if someone else like, doesn't, I'll wait. I'm not in a rush. That's that exactly a, how that, I think. That, yeah, yeah, that's fucking perfect. That is fucking perfect. Um. Yeah, so Archery is going to be a, uh, an RFA this year. Hopefully, we can we can keep him. Um, I'd rather pay him more. I mean, he's he's finishing out his contract that was two two three two point three. Well, he's fucking, an RFA, right? Yeah. So a lot so of people we say, don't have oh, to. Yeah, a lot of people are going. Oh, well, we're going to have to pay Lekin in a lot next year. Not really. We don't have to be the San Jose Sharks. We can qualify him. And would you would you do you risk losing him to UFA status the following year? Yeah, you do. Yeah, but it also gives you more time to then trade a Joel to find Ar- something. Joel yeah, Paul mm-hmm. Byron, and then you can sign him to an extension in the year. And if Lekkinen wants to stay, he'll sign. Yeah, it's as simple as that. And I think people need to understand. Like I think we're guilty of it sometimes too. You can't rebuild. You don't rebuild by keeping all your favorite players. No, it's... You, you don't. So expect to lose guys you've come to love. Expect to lose guys like Michael Pizzetta, Arturi Lackanen, um, 
The Cowboys off the table. I don't know what you're talking about. The Cowboys off the table. Oh, no. Uh, I hope we keep Michael Pizzetta. Dude's got the... uh, I do, too, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Cheesemo. If there's no room for him, there's no room for him. Yeah, and this is, like you said, this is a... This is a new head of the house that's just like, I don't, you might as well just be looking at a name on a fucking card, you know? And I'm not saying Kent Hughes doesn't care about the players. He's a player agent. He obviously cares. I'm just saying that. These are not the players that they've been working with. You know, this is a new organization for them. They're going to, they're going to bring in who they want. Well, it's human nature to gravitate and kind of develop a soft spot for people you've invested time to, into. And they haven't on any of these. And, <laughs> exactly. And I think you see it in a workplace, like mm-hmm. myself, for example, staff I've trained, I'm way more lenient on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right? Some fucking idiot fry cook. But some guy, the other, the other manager that I replaced trained, I don't fucking Beat feet, care. fucker. Get out. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. It's just human nature. You develop loyalties to people. Mm-hmm. And I think Mark Bergevin, I respect Mark Bergevin for being loyal to his guys. That's literally all he was. But it doesn't always make a great front office guy. Mm-hmm. So I love what Ken Hughes is doing. I love this trade. This is way more than I think we could have ever imagined. I was expecting a first, but I thought very possibly we could be getting a second to get this haul, like another an extra pick plus a prospect. Oh, it's real boy. sassy. It's nice. It's dirty. And fuck it. Another thing that's dirty. Uh, we have a word from our sponsors over at DraftKings. <laughs> <laughs> the NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, big wins, and soon to be big fucking trades. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big, too. New customers can bet just five, oh Jesus, just $1, not five, one fucking dollar on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for fucking you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet or province, is that right? Yeah. You still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot of millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Everyone, remember, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older. Restrictions apply. See the fucking show notes for details. Oh, man. Uh, I kind of threw up in my mouth a little bit. But it's fire because I was ch- I was chasing the whole second half of that. I was like racing, racing to get through it. Um, this sour is really taking a turn for the worse. It's delicious, though. Um, <clears throat> so we've covered your big trade. You ran us through uh, our, our meeting with Arizona. And honestly, I think you fucking jinxed us um, in this Arizona game with your your ruthless slander towards a team that is giving their fans and fans around the globe 
What do you mean by an opportunity to see the NHL in such a personal um Okay, Corey, I think you missed small venue. I think you're you're misunderstanding. We won. Huh? We won that game. Did we? Because Cole Caulfield continues to dominate. We won because Caulfield scored. And guess what? And we lost. We still fucking lost. Four-point game, baby. (laughs) Four-point game. Only people we have to worry about right now are the Seattle Kraken. That fucking shit storm. They just traded Cali Yonkrook. Really? Where's he going? Calgary. Jesus, Calgary's about to be a wagon. Yep. But, no, I'm, I'm very happy for Montreal to keep losing games like that. That's perfect. Dude, me. honestly, I just want to I just want to say how blessed we are to be rid of bad GMs, bad scouts and just be thankful that we're not anything close to the problems that the San Jose Sharks are rocking with. Did you see what they just paid um Tomas Hurdle? <clears throat> Tomas Hurdle, it's like 8 million. Mm-hmm. They're going to lose 8 years, 8 million. They're going to lose Timo Meyer probably. That's what I because said. Because of this shit. And guess guess who's guess who's their most important player right now? Timo Meyer. Meyer. And not Thomas Hurdle, who's a fantastic player when he's not put in a role to be the best player. Here's and that's, the thing. that's what they have him. And he's not he's not excelling at it. Well, Thomas Hurdle is doing <laughs> he's doing the fucking classic UFA. He's having a career year. <laughs> His UFA year. He's had one 74-point season in 77 games, which is phenomenal. And I think he's a great player. And he's slowed down as of late. That's the thing. He was top 15. Dude, he was – He I, I would get him every year in fantasy uh, up until the last two years. I didn't get him but, this year or last year. But, but like I said and like you said, he's not, he's not that guy. No, and guess what? And They're paying Timo him like Meyer, he's that guy. Timo Meyer's contract expires next year. Mm-hmm. And guess so, where he's going to be? Colorado. <laughs> Colorado. <laughs> um, but look, I'm laughing so fucking hard because my cousin's like furious, you know, big sharks guy. He's fucking furious. And I'm like, how's it feel to see, you know, your former captain, uh, Joe Pavelski, who's, one of my favorite fucking U.S. players. Oh, hilarious. Uh, he he got what? Uh, a $5 million contract for two years, something like that, or one year? One year. One year. Dude, what a fucking laugh. He's fantastic. He's the best. Look, look at what he's doing with that, with that young team. line. And yeah, he's got 60 points in 58 games. Dude. And, yeah, granted, he's, he's sitting alongside uh, Rupe Hintz, and fucking that, that young kid, Jason Robinson. Well, they're both young. Christ. And I think the – I think you can definitely make the argument. Like, Rupe Hintz has always been a talented player. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't like this until Joe Pavelski got him. Exactly. And that, that, that's what I was leading to. I was like, these useful guys definitely have the talent. Definitely are the new wave of the NHL come to be. But they're not that good on their own. They got this fucking – 
amazingly still talented, still high caliber player. And they paid him five million, and the Sharks couldn't even do that to keep him well, around. I wouldn't say they're not they're not good on their own. <laughs> they're they're pretty good players. No, 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 no. I'm not trying to downsize them at all. I'm just saying that if Joe Joe Pavelski can still highlight himself and make these kids even fucking better, it just makes everything the Sharks have done. For the past fucking four, well, basically the year before COVID, just seemed like fucking a kick in the fucking teeth. They're paying five, five. They're like they're like the West Coast Toronto. They're paying like fucking five guys, like basically 85 percent of their fucking salary, like their salary gap. Yeah. Anyway, all I'm getting to is I'm so happy that we're not in that situation. Now, granted, we are the guys that are paying $10 million to carry price, but it is carry fucking price. Um, and that argument still stands. If you, you have any questions about it, I doubt it because you're a fucking has fan listening to this. But if you're just like a, an idiot Toronto fan that's like, y'all, I'm just listening because y'all are stupid. Carry price, you know, had it last year. So suck on it. Uh <laughs> Um, look, we're about to start getting off the rails. I don't know how much longer you want to be a part of this. Um, we can roll now. We can talk a little bit longer. What's, what's, what's on your, what's on your plate, bud? Um, one sec. <laughs> ah, big fucking yawn there. Sorry big yawner. It's all good. Well, it's St. Patty's Day tomorrow. You got any plans for that? I will be working. Um, I have to go to a Navy base and set up for a air show. And then I will be on. Um, then I got all service call work for the rest of the day, actually until probably next Tuesday. Um, so I'll be busting my ass. Then next week is fucking Buku Fest, man. All them EDM kids eating candy and ODing and shit. Uh, can't so no, wait. No St. Bat- no Patty's Day. Mm, I'll wear like uh, I don't know, a green sock. Um, I'm so sick of St. Patty's Day, and I'll tell you why. Because we have to, uh, we cycle dye through kegs to turn them green, <laughs> and I've had a green knuckle for about two weeks now, um, and I'm fucking over it. Honestly, uh, I'm so fucking over making green kegs. <laughs> so um, if you're Irish, or is it Irish or is it Scottish, whatever. If, if you're Irish, thank you. You know, uh, I'm not upset with you. I'm just upset with uh, having to make green beer. Um, but it has nothing to do with your people or your culture. But uh, later that night, um, I'm having a fucking dinner. Me and my wife are going to be hockey, hockey trolls of THPN's uh, Caps Chirps, fucking boys. Um, Meeting this dude would be like the first THPN guy I meet in real life. Um, and he's one of my favorite fucking co-hosts. Uh, I mean, favorite hosts on, on the network. Um, this dude said he's been eating like five <laughs> meals a day. Um, and I'm bringing him to a, um, a brew house right off of Decatur that's been closed all of COVID. Um, and the sign said under construction for fucking, you know, two years now, and it's finally back open. Um, it's really sick. It's uh, like the right side of the place is all like the the tanks and shit like that. 
and uh, everything that's brewed in-house is super fucking fresh always good they got jazz music which is perfect for the tourists and um you know some creole cajun-esque cuisine that's a bit pricey but hey uh i like it so i'll be having some shrimp and grits probably tomorrow that's gonna cost more than i can afford but uh, I get to see somebody I've been wanting to meet from this network for a long time. Um, and then one day we'll link up when I can get a passport and get allowed into your country. Well, you don't have a passport yet? No, nah, dude, because I'm a fucking bum. Um, and they're like $140 here. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah. Had, I've had to go across the border for soccer a lot. So, yeah. See, well, when we were kids, you didn't. That for a while. When, when I was a kid, you didn't need one to go across the Canadian border. Um, oh, and then 9-11. Yeah. So now it's like, uh, now I now I need one. And actually, it wasn't that long ago when you could still do it. Because Dave and Heather, uh, my Canadian family, uh, love them. But they were always like, come with us. Come with us to, you know, to come see the family back home and shit like that. I'm like, uh, I'd love to. But when I worked in the bar and... I couldn't get off because I uh, worked for a, a slave driver. Uh, <laughs> but by the time I was like, you know what? I can go. They were like, oh, well, you, you got to go get a, a what's your medinky uh, fucking why well, I'm a blanket on it uh, passport. So, yeah, got to got to got to lock in one of those. Um, <laughs> what's your medinky? Dude, my dad. I don't know why my dad and my grandpa always would say that instead of which which we call it uh <laughs> so, so i bust that out every now and then oh just kind of force of habit but yeah folks uh i guess this is it or i'm gonna fucking keep rambling folks thank y'all so much this has been habs nightly um we hope you guys enjoyed this episode i hope it was informative i hope uh i didn't bring up the wrong player for the wrong team twice um and you guys know where to follow us uh at habs nightly on twitter Myself at Value Benders. Mason's probably going to go make a sandwich. We'll talk about sandwich culture next episode. Once again, this is with Habs Nightly. We will talk to you guys again on Monday. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.